Corner Podcast, where we're having honest conversations in a safe place since 2022. I'm excited. I'm excited because there's so much coming in that needs to happen, Mm -hmm. you know, and it's like, when is a better time than now? Right let's now. Happen. Let's let's do this thing, you know? Yeah. yeah. Hello, friends, and welcome to the Healing Corner podcast, uh, where we come together, have real conversations two times a month. Uh, I am Coach Yams. We've got our guest on with us, Leo, um, and of course, Coach Deb, always. And before we get started with today's topic, holistic health, the benefits of herbalism. Uh, I'm going to give everyone a chance to introduce themselves and then we'll get this party started. Go ahead, Deb. Okay. Well, for those of you who don't know, my name is Deborah Williams. Um, I do a couple of different things, but if you're interested in finding out any of my services, go ahead and check out devshealingcornerstone.com. You'll be able to see everything there. So. And Leo, go ahead. Tell the people who you are. Okay. Hey, everybody. How's it going? Um, my name's Leo. I am a, uh, um, I don't really label myself, but technically I would be an herbalist. I have a family herbalist uh, certificate, but I work as a product advisor as a health food store during my uh, spare time. So that's, that's what I do. Love that. And then, uh, if you don't know me, my name is Yamana Mitchell. Uh, coach Yams is how the internet knows me. And I'm a life coach helping millennial professional women live life on purpose, uh, authentically and unapologetically. And if you want to know more about what I do, you can go to coachyamsyamz.com. Um, so, yes, uh, since we have a guest, I'm not going to do a whole lot of talking. Starting out, we're going to let you just let everybody know like what got you into herbalism and yeah just tell us like about you and how you got started yeah absolutely i think that's a good place uh as well um so in regards to the benefits of herbalism i think it's great to talk about how herbalism has benefited me um i found well herbalism essentially found me when i was 19 Um, it wasn't something I went looking for. It wasn't something that I thought I would ever in my life understand or even be slightly interested in. Um, but it completely changed my life. It completely changed my life and for better and for worse, it was hard. It was a roller coaster ride. It still is. Um, but the benefits of herbalism, uh, it's, it's far greater than, um, it's far greater. It's, it's such a great achievement because you get to heal yourself. Uh, you get to heal others. You get to help others. Um, and this this is just a beautiful aspect of herbalism. Um, so when I was 19, I first discovered the School of Natural Healing, which was Dr. Christopher's school. And um, that is what got me interested more so not in herbs, but in holistic nutrition. I really, really, really got deep into holistic nutrition, and I started to learn the fundamentals of, uh, well, minerals and vitamins and proteins and amino acids and all these different things that come with the foods that we eat. Um, And then I started to study all the different diets that we have available to us. 
you know, carnivore diet. I've messed with eating just processed foods, um, eating vegan. There's a difference between vegan, vegetarian, and then uh, a whole food plant-based diet. So you have those. I've tried, I, I've started to try every diet for a period of time, almost about six months. I would try out these diets and analyze the different effects that they would have on my body, um, how I would feel in regards of, um, I mean, just energy, mood. I noticed a majority of these diets would cause depression and anxiety and a lot of frustration, a lot of anger issues and stuff like that. Um, the one diet that I have found and that many others preach about that seems to be efficient and has been proven, you know, scientifically now is the whole food plant-based diet. And even then, when you get into a whole food plant-based diet, you still have to, you have to eat your food in a categorical manner. You cannot just mix your fruits and vegetables. You can't just mix your citrus fruits with your sub-citrus fruits and your sub-citrus fruits and your citrus fruits with your melons. Um, this causes uh, this causes issues in your body. So when we're trying to heal, we don't want to uh, we don't we we don't want to make things harder on our body than what it already is. Okay, so where we can um, in regards of food and eating, this is this is more important to your vessel than the herbs that you take. You can take all the herbs you want all day. And we can invest into all the uh, tinctures and uh, decoctions and whatnot. But at the end of the day, it's all about what you put in your body to revitalize yourself, the fuel you give your body. Um, if you're not giving yourself the proper fuel for your body, which the proper fuel for your body comes from, essentially comes from sugar, fructose and glucose. And then galactose would be the third sugar if we were breastfeeding or not galactose, but lactose. Uh, which comes from breast milk. Um, but our key focus is getting fructose and glucose into our body. But when we're trying to heal, if we're trying to cleanse our body, detox our body, if we're trying to work our way into a fast, we want to eat as much, consume as much H3O2 as we can, fructose. Uh, so fruits, because fruits are very easily digestible and easily soluble. So in my time of herbalism, um, I discovered fruits being easier on the body, having the most amount of energy. I mean, um, fruits have about 12 engrams of energy per 10 units of fruit. So uh, I really, it's hard to uh, fathom that. But if you would just think about a lightning bolt going off next to you, but at a micro level, so a little tiny micro bolt going off inside of your body, just, just that substantial amount of energy. It breaks down into ATP, ADP, AMP, and this is the energy that you need to be able to do the daily functions that we do, all the stuff that we do automatic, um, you know, heartbeat, the functions of the adrenals and the process of hormones and proteins being built. So this is a very, very key importance of uh, holistic health and uh, herbalism. Now, there's something as well when it comes to herbalism as well like we said um, the wholeness holistic holistic represents a wholeness it's not just uh individualizing something so 
a lot of people will come in and they will have um, cancer or um, diabetes or heart disease or heart failure, something going on. And we'll, we'll localize this. We'll, we, we will localize these symptoms and we'll look at the heart or we'll look at the area of where the cancer is or the, we'll just localize everything. And that's not what we should do because there's always a root. There's always, always a root ailment. There's always a um, cause and effect. So we always want to look at the cause and then the effect. And then sometimes there's an effect of the effect and it just keeps on going down. You just got to get to the root of the problem. Um, go ahead. I have go a ahead, question Hans. for you. Yeah. Um, so when you speak about um, like knowing how to combine the different things together, is that determinant on each individual body or is it like a standard whole foods diet that everyone could abide by under nor like a general circumstance or is it based solely on like whatever your body has going on it's really got everything to go to do with um so the easiest way to put this is that our bodies are pretty much uh they're they're toxic wasteland in a sense we have toxemia we have byproduct metabolic by uh waste just built up in our body stuff that we cannot eliminate and we have not been able to eliminate since we were 10 years old if not younger we just have stuff just building up in there in trash bags so really this diet is recommended for everybody because this diet if we eat this food categorically if we eat the things uh the easily soluble foods it's going to allow our body to have what is known in the western society as energy what i call as chi will allow our body to sustain enough chi to be able to move forward and to do other things in our well in our life but also spiritual aspects as well. This is the whole reason of saving energy and building energy up. But besides getting to that level of things, we all want to really emphasize on eating this diet and consuming things this way. Because these foods, uh, when you eat fruits, like I said, fruits have 12 engrams of energy. But when you eat fruits, they also have constituents in them. They have phytonutrients, uh, tannins and astringents and all these different things that allow your body, they help your body. To be able to pull, like uh, I, I said earlier, your body builds up all this metabolic waste and all these toxemias and all this different byproducts. Um, the Western doctor likes to call it cancer and tumors and uh, cysts and all this stuff. But really, all this is, is this is our body. Our body is so intelligent. It takes all this stuff and it just stuffs it into a trash bag. And then you have Western doctors. They come along and they give it all these crazy names when really it could be simple. It could be uh, simplified in such a way that, hey, you're just eating the wrong foods. Now you have a lot of metabolic waste building up in your body, a lot of acidosis, a lot of uh, systemic waste just building up. So now you need to eat foods that have astringent capabilities to be able to pull things out. So that's where, that's how you empty out these garbage bags. You eat these fruits with all these astringent powers in them. Uh, grapes, for example. Grapes would be a beautiful thing. Uh, and, and this isn't just knowledge from myself. You know, this this beautiful knowledge has come from uh, Dr. CB used to preach about this all the time. And now you have uh, this beautiful brother. His name is Yaki. He preaches about this all the time. And then, you know, I've really studied up on what Yaki has said. I've really um, I, you know, I didn't I didn't just listen to what he said. I took his knowledge and I took it and I studied it and I, I analyzed it. And I realized how accurate this knowledge is and how much it adds up to the diets in which I have also tried myself in my past time while getting to where I am today. 
So yeah, these these eating these foods like this is beneficial for everybody. But before we go and try to transition our diet and work our way into just eating this fructose diet, we also got to understand um, there's a lot of uh, legality and a lot of legal things that had gotten involved with our food and everything from this all the way from the 40s and the 50s and 60s and 70s. The Supreme Court came in and they took a lot of what we call vegetables nowadays. And well, they're, they're actually fruits. The Supreme Court came in. It was all about money and control and everything else. And we don't want to get all into that, but we just got to understand, like, we got to get into this. We got to read this knowledge, understand these documents, and we got to actually see these vegetables uh, that well, these these things that we call vegetables are actually fruits and start consuming those in our diet as well. See, the reason we don't want to eat vegetables, consume a lot of vegetables when we're trying to fast, when we're trying to detox and clean all this stuff out of our body is because uh, vegetables is, are going to cause not as much energy as it would if you ate animal-based products to be able to eliminate these things from your body and be able to break them down. But it would use a substantial amount of energy, more energy than it would with fructose. Because for one, uh, we are supposed to super chew. We're supposed to super chew our food. Our, our first part of our digestion is our mouth. When we chew up fruits, we can break it down into easily digestible, easily soluble substance. Uh, practically juice. That's what we want it to be. And uh, when you eat, uh, when you chew up vegetables, you still have all the fibers, which all the fibers are made out of cellulose. You have cellulose, which is very hard. It's actually harder than the, uh, the pavement, which we walk on. So our body cannot actually break down the cellulose. It's just able to utilize it in another way than if it was actually animal-based protein. The animal-based protein, your body can't break it down and it can't even utilize it. It can't even eliminate it from the body. It just breaks it down as much as it can. And then it just stores all that. And what I said, trash bags. So, yeah. Um, and then, uh, so did you have another question? Yams? I, I didn't know if that answered your I question. It was a, I appreciated that answer. And I was going to ask if Deb had a question. Cause it looked like you got something brewing. Yeah. Behind. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I can't hear you there, Deb. You're muted. Okay. Now, can you guys hear me? Yeah. (laughs) All right. So I had a couple of different things. I had one question like a few minutes ago, and I'm going to try to bring that up. Um, So when it comes to, because I know you've been talking about fruits and vegetables, but I've I've heard this years ago. I don't know if this is true. So I wanted to find out what you thought about it when it comes to like, if you're trying to transition from eating meats, but then also I've, I've seen where they say certain blood types, do, you should have some form of meat in your diet. So I don't know if that's true or not, but what are your thoughts on that? And then also I was going to say, when you said about the fruit instead of the vegetables, like, okay, so put down the salad and pick up the fruit salad. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I personally believe that has a lot to do with the proteins that you get with the meat and that you don't particularly get with, uh, vegetables because there, there are some, uh, protein. Well, let me go ahead and, uh, recorrect this. Actually, let's go ahead and redirect what a protein is. Okay. Uh, because, uh, we talk about protein, protein, protein in this world that we live in, but really we don't understand what protein is and um so if you get a protein from animal-based substance a protein is a complex amino acid 
So, uh, and then when you get a protein or, a, or from a grass or from a vegetable or fruit, it's a simple amino acid. So you have a complex amino acid and you have simple amino acids, but there's certain proteins that you get with meat and there's certain amino acids, I should say, that you get with it, that you don't get with the fruits and vegetables. And this is why we require supplements at certain times in certain areas. Um, but does that, does that answer it for you? Does that help you out? Yeah. Um, what about the like digestion? Do you know anything about how long? Cause I've heard like seven years, like it, um, meat can be in your body before it's completely cleared out. Do you know anything about that? Yeah. That's, that's a really scary aspect of, uh, you know, uh, chicken and dairy and, uh, you know, meat, uh, like you said, it, I'm, I'm not sure about the time reference that you're giving me here, but like I said earlier on, I said that, uh, we have all of this stuff that's just is sitting in our body from when we were about, you know, 10 years old. I mean, that's just an exaggeration on age but the, it, some we have some stuff sitting in our bodies from even from conception from the time we was conception because our parents were not eating healthy and they didn't have the right med uh well the lymph lymph is what feeds the baby and lymph is what even when the baby is in the mother's stomach uh but uh so this oh this adds up to it as well okay thank you that that makes sense okay okay good good um, and then another question that I have, if, because uh, we've talked before being on live with the listeners and also listeners, if you have any questions, comments, thoughts, please drop those in the comments below. Um, we, we've talked offline. Um, so for somebody who's transitioning from whatever their diet is to a whole foods diet, this is not something that you're going to be able to do overnight per se, because it is a transition. Like you're having to unlearn certain behaviors and patterns and things like that. But if somebody is beginning with, you know, a standard American diet, um, which is <laughs> the acronym is sad. If you didn't pick that up. Yeah. yeah um, absolutely. What are, I guess, some of the things that somebody should start with eliminating? Um, and the reason I bring that up is because I have allergies that have come forward and we've talked about corn. So I'm wondering, like, if you were to tell somebody to at least eliminate, start with eliminating a thing, what would be the thing that would be most beneficial to eliminate from a diet to transition to a whole foods diet? See, uh, that's, I, I like this question and I'm going to give you kind of an extensive question to this because, uh, <laughs> I, I believe that when transitioning, this is the importance of herbalism. This is something that herbalism uh, teaches you. It teaches you how to slowly transition over to the, because it does, it takes It takes a tremendous amount of time because sometimes you'll read things and then you'll read something else and it kind of flips what you just read. Um, so when you're going through this transition, uh, you want to understand clearly what you're doing, of course. And you want to you want to get to the root of the problem, but um, not not really the root of the problem. But you want to understand that it's not just trying to make these micro changes on the inside, but it's also environmental changes is what I'm getting to. I think that is the best place for anybody to start. 
because if you start changing your environment, and this is the same thing like they teach you in epigenetics. You learn in epigenetics that cells change and they mutate based off of their environmental changes. And that's the same thing that's going to start transitioning with you. You change your environment. You change the things that you surround yourself by. You can't change everything. It's hard saying it's everywhere. I mean, we go outside in the gas stations and the fast food and all this craziness is everywhere. Uh, but no, herbalism teaches us that we have such a substantial amount of power up here that allows us to uh, be able to alleviate all these cravings that we're having down here when we're going through these changes. So when we start to change our environmental we start changing our environment and everything that's around us and the stuff that's in our cabinets. And uh, even, and it, we got to realize that diet isn't just about the food that you put in your body, but it's about the energy that you take in as well. Uh, this energy comes from the the movies that you watch and the TV shows that you watch and the uh, all the music that you listen to, all this derogatory stuff that we listen to, listen to is it's, it's actually horrifying because people don't realize how big of an impact that has on you making the having the will and the desire to do things that are uh needed for you to become healthier and to gain more vitality all of this stuff that we're surrounded by influences us so we need to change these environments that we are essentially we're we're, we're kind of like slaved into we, so we need to change these environments we change these environments it's going to help us change our mindsets we're able to start changing our mindsets and then we're able to start changing our vessels the way that we see ourselves because that, that that's the beautiful thing about herbalism because now we start to be able to change our mindsets and then it teaches us how to be able to look at ourselves impartially uh and that's a beautiful thing because then we're able to admit things to ourselves about ourselves that really is hard to do but we got to tell ourselves hey we we have these issues is this something that we are willing to work with or is this something that we're okay with and we got we got to do that and you know we start confronting ourselves like this individually this individuality of ourselves uh and this will start making these transitions to these diets so that much more easier because it's going to start giving you a sense of purpose you're going to start having a sense of purpose because you change your mindset you start you're going to start wanting to eat healthier because it, you realize eating healthier and then when you start eating healthier you're going to realize it's healthy food it's making you feel alive you can be like wow i never knew this this what is this feeling that i'm feeling i've been there before and i was like wow what is this it's crazy it's like i never actually knew what it felt to be alive before and then all of a sudden i started to change my diet cleaning out my temple and then I had this sense of vitality, this energy, this this get up and go, this will, this desire. So I think that's that's the most that's the most prevalent place to begin. And then there's no ending to this. It'll always be an up and down battle and an up and down roller coaster. But that's the beauty of it, because that that right there gives you a canvas to paint. And uh, you can make it ugly. You can make it really pretty. It's all up to you and your mindset. And I love that answer because you know. We, we are all so guilty of doing what is the default, what has felt natural, what has been second instinct, something that you don't even have to think about. And I know with navigating my specific food allergies right now, it has required me to slow all the way down and say, okay, one, it's like, am I hungry? And then what can I do to nourish my body? And mm -hmm. I ask myself sometimes, is this thing worth experimenting with to see if it's going to be okay or not <laughs> yeah so it is it's very much a slow down 
take it in, really evaluate, have conversations with yourself type of thing. And then absolutely like, change in the environment. Like I, even though I've dealt with these allergies for a few months now, I'm still going through my cabinets and realizing there's things that still need to get out of my kitchen. Absolutely. So not having those things to automatically fall back on it. Yeah. And then plus, you know, how you feel about, you know, the internal and all of that and the environment, mm -hmm. all the things. Yeah. So really love that answer. Uh, Deb, did you have another question? Because I feel like you probably do. Um, actually, I wanted to comment on what he was saying, because that does touch on the lifestyle portion of it. And I actually want to share one of my experiences some years back when I was uh, I talked about it a little bit in our um, our last podcast when we were talking about um, healthy living. I was a part of a, it was kind of like a natural uh, life. What their goal was basically was to distribute moringa in different forms for people that are like it, into like an active life. And I remember when I was taking the the items and stuff like that, I felt so clear. Like my mind felt so clear and it was like no frogginess. And then I also felt like I didn't have to sleep as much either. So like these eight hours that they're telling us, I don't think you actually need the eight hours, but you feel like you do because you're yeah. deprived of your nutrients. And I know when exactly. I was taking those, I didn't feel like I needed to sleep. I was getting a lot more done. My, my life was more productive. But then like how you said about the lifestyle, where I was living at, the people that was around me, it started to affect everything. Even though I was taking good things, I stopped taking it because why? My environment. So I like how he talked about that because that's very important. If you can be in an environment that allow you to be able to even do the healing of taking the medicines and, you know, taking the herbs. That, yeah, I love that. That's beautiful. Um, I, I, I want to say something about environment as well. Because one thing that's always going to happen is that uh, we are all, every soul on this planet is destined for greatness and God has a path for us. So, uh, well, what happened there? Let's go back. Sorry about that. Um, we, we all have this path and uh, we're always going to be challenged and we're always going to be put in environments that's going to be chaos. Eventually, we got to get to the point, you know, in the beginning, this is good. Get away from these environments. Run far away. So this way you can be able to build up the chi that you need to build up to build up the force field around you. So these environments, if you do intertwine in these environments ever again, they don't affect you the way they did before. And they don't drain you the way that they did before. The whole purpose of this is to become stronger. But the whole point well, what we have to do is like Jordan Pearson taught me is that we have to make small attainable steps and goals towards these things. So start off running, not necessarily run away, but take a distance, take a distance. I'm not, I do not consent to this. I don't consent. I'm out of here. Go build up your chi, build up your energy, build up your strength and your wisdom and your knowledge. And then when you come back in these situations, now you'll be able to be in these situations in these harsh environments, still be able to do the things you need to do to thrive and survive and revitalize yourself. But also while being in these situations, what you're going to do is you're going to be the order in the chaos. Now that you become the order within the chaos, now you, 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 you become a, you, you become a, uh, uh, you know, 
something uh, like a, a leader, I guess I should say. You become a, uh, you know, a, a something for others to look up to, for others to watch and to gain from and to learn from and stuff like that. You be, I, I call, I call it planting seeds. That's what I always tell people at the store. I, I, I just tell people I'm here to plant seeds. I'm not here to force anything onto anybody or this or that. So I just, that's what I'm gonna say. You just become a seed man. You just start now. You be able, you're able to be able to be in this environment without being affected, without being drained and just passing on seeds. Yeah. And that's real because, you know, there's so much darkness in the light. When you were talking, like, I just, I see a lighthouse being the lighthouse for the ocean when it's I love that. have to get, have to be able to come into shore and things. Um, so yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. I love that. That's beautiful. This, this conversation has been so good. Um, we <laughs> are getting to the end of things. Has and it been that quick already? It's it's been twenty nine minutes almost. Wow! Okay. <laughs> it, it goes easy and fast when the conversation just flows. Um. So I think that uh, Deb, if you have any more questions, I want you to do that, and then Leo, I want you to give the people something to a takeaway. Nope, I don't have any more questions. Okay. All right. Um. As far as I could say for taking off from here is that uh, just understand that herbalism is something that is it's a it's a very spiritual thing. It's a very spiritual place to be. And it's not something that we should take advantage of. And it's not something that we should just flaunt if we don't understand it simply. Um, healing yourself is not just about you but it's about your kids and your kids' kids and the future generations to come. Our parents, our great-grandparents and so forth kind of left us, left us a messed up foundation to be able to sit here and sustain upon. Now we have to redirect and we have to rebuild this foundation so our kids can build a stronger house and a bigger empire than what we had and a greater empire. So we're not doing this. We're not healing for ourselves. We're not changing for ourselves. This isn't about us. So we have to we have to look at that aspect and move forward with that. Yeah. And I think to piggyback off of that, I know for me, like in the reason why I do the coaching work that I do is because while the healing work is very individual, um, it is a collective thing that is a gift that keeps on giving. As we continue to do the work on us, other people are impacted and influenced. They're encouraged to do the same thing. And then it just continues to spread. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I agree. One day we'll all be healed one day. Yeah. Yeah. Well, this has been a wonderful conversation. Um, thank you, everybody who has tuned in live. Thank you if you have uh, tuned in after the fact. Thank you for listening to the podcast. Go back and listen to the other episodes. Um, like, share, subscribe, and come back and see us every second and fourth Saturday at 12.30 p.m. Central Standard Time. The Healing Corner podcast is always here bringing new conversations, new thoughts uh, to the front. Um, and we just want to continue to do this work. So like, share, subscribe. Um, and we'll see y'all next time. Thank you so much. Thank you for thank you for being here, everybody. I appreciate it. Thank yeah. you so thank much. Thank you, Leo, for being here with your yeah database of knowledge and your willingness to share because this is something we all need to put our focus towards because we only get this one body in this go round in life and so we got to do what we can to 
allow it to be the best that it can while we're here occupying space on this earth. Absolutely. Absolutely. Thank y'all so much. And tune in next time. Love y'all. All right. Peace. Bye. Love everybody.